sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. What is the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and why should we care? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the Catechism, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I am joined in studio today, once again, as almost always, by Renee Kranz. Hi, Renee. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's not oh, very... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you and I are recording on Ash Wednesday. Folks are hearing this yes. um, actually in March at this point. We're, and, oh we're my a goodness. little bit ahead. Oh. February is behind the listeners, even but we're it, still in it. We're still in it. <laughs> I am suitably attired in black for Ash Wednesday. You're dressed for Valentine's Day. This isn't that. Well, I could be dressed folks, for. Folks, pull up the video if you're listening and you can determine. <laughs> Valentine's Day. So, who are you? I... Why should we care? Uh, you, you can care if you want. <laughs> I probably wouldn't blame you if you didn't. But <laughs> um, I am the interim director for communications for the diocese, and I never say this. Also, the editor of the Bishop's <clears throat> Bulletin. You do never say that. Um, I don't. Um, I have been married to my husband Ryan for eighteen years. Um, I'm from Watertown, Castlewood area originally. We've, heard, we've heard all, the regular ignition listeners have heard all of this before. Yeah, I know, we and I didn't think new. of something ahead of time. Hmm. I don't like winter Okay. right now. It's way too cold. It's getting warmer now, though. Again, the yep. listeners, they're like, what are you talking about? That was like for weeks ago. Yeah, it, uh, like next week it's going to be 40. I know, I know. That's kind of a drastic move. So, uh, you okay, here's here's a transition. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> this is going to be the interesting thing, <laughs> and that will this will get us into the catechism. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about preparing for Lent. Yeah. And guess what? It's here. It is. So how did your discernment go of what to, you don't need to tell us. If you want to, you can. Yeah, um, I will. Uh, what's interesting is I listen to Catholic radio quite a bit in the car. Yep. Uh, and they've been talking about a book called Give Up Worry for Lent. Oh, and I was like, I could really use giving up some worry. Especially today. <laughs> or any time. So I downloaded the book on my phone, and I'm going to start with that today. You, you read something every day the way I okay. understand it. And uh, it's kind of a process you go through. So I thought, what do I have to lose except worry? And well, that would be great. That would be great. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. So speaking of books, yes. thanks for that transition. This is a much bigger book. We are. No, look how small it is. Well. <laughs> So a lot of pages um, in there. The it's catechism, like saying, you have a little Bible. Look how small it is. <laughs> the Catechism of the Catholic Church, is, as I mentioned, at the very top of the show is our topic today. Um, and yes, I do have the, um, the the small version, which has very, very tiny print. Mine is like um, that too, really small, but yes. It's the pocket edition. You know, it's, <laughs> so what I... As I said, what is the Catholic? What is the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and why should we care? Is the very provocative hook 
for this episode of Ignition. So let's let's ask you first, Renee, at least the first question. So you now again, remember you're representing, I'm representing the, 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 the many different sorts of, of listeners that are out there. Some have heard of this book before. Some of them have no idea what the heck the Catechism right. of the Church is. What's a catechism? For Some say? like me have heard of it and know about it and not really sure how right. to explain it. Right. But that's, <laughs> so let me try. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's really lays out kind of the teachings of the church. That's, that's all. A, that's what I've got. No, that's good. That's good. I was. I was. I, I, was, yeah, I, was, I was. I was a little bit scared um, that you might go on and and you know. I think I'm going to stop. Short and sweet, and that's basically that, that is what the catech, the catechism of the Catholic Church is a summary and a synthesis of the official teachings of the church. Like, what does catechism mean? That's a great question. So, so catechesis is the echoing of our faith. So, echoing okay. throughout. So, like Jesus taught the, you know, the teachings of the church. You know, it echoes throughout. Okay. Like I was going to try to do an echo I'm with not, the microphone. I don't think that'll work. I don't know how that, I don't think it'll work. <laughs> Maybe Bill can make that happen in post production. <laughs> sure. The, 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 the great post production that Bill does for ignition. No. Um, <laughs> um, so, so catechesis to echo the faith, to hand on. So the, if you will, the, the Jesus spoke, he sang, as some might poetically put it, um, God's revelation to us most fully with, with his coming. Um, and now that echoes throughout time and history. Okay. So we receive that. So, so a catechism is a summary of that faith that we've always held from the beginning. Right. So going back to what the Israelites received in, from God in the Old Testament through the prophets, through Moses and so on, to um, the fullness with Jesus uh, and what was handed on from him by the apostles, that's what's in here. So when somebody wants to know, what does the Catholic Church teach? The, the, the one-stop shop probably right could be, well, First and foremost, scripture, right? right. Is the inspired right. word of God. But if you're looking for, okay, like a synthesis of, because scripture is all sorts of, we've talked about the Bible before in Ignition, 73 books, different genres. Mm-hmm. But you're like, if you want, like, just sort of a, 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 um, a clear synthesis of the teachings, the doctrines, um, the catechism lays that out in that kind of a format. So the catechism tells us tells us what the church teaches. Does it tell us why? Uh, to some degree. That, that's so, um, well, we get into the, the history of this document briefly. Um, when I was having my reversion in college, this actually had just come out right. within a couple of years. Because it hasn't always existed, like in this right. form for everybody else. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, so that, that was, I, and I was really, the question that was driving me was, why does the church teach what she teaches? And it still drives me for that matter. Um, so when I looked at the catechism, there's some, what what's technically called apologetics in it. So mm-hmm. sort of that explanation or right. defense um, of why the church teaches what she teaches, but there's some of that, but primarily it's more, I think didactic is probably the technical term where it's, this is what the teaching is. A mm-hmm. lot of references to scripture. Yeah. So it's backed up by scripture, yeah. but it's not really written for, it, it's written just if you want to, what does the Catholic church teach mm-hmm. on topic A, B, or C, um, you'll find it in here. If you, now, why does she teach it? That's going to be answered a little bit, but if you want to dig further, well, what's the evidence? What's the sources? How do you know? That you have to go other places. Then you'll probably want to go other places. Okay. okay. And sometimes you can use, uh, 
they'll have the little quotes in there and and say what that reference is. It's sometimes a scripture, sometimes it's encyclicals and stuff too. Church correct? documents. So saints. sometimes you can go into those documents exactly. and learn more of the why. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely more of the why. Exactly. So that's where, um, and it is it is a big book. Again, joking aside, yeah. folks watching the video can see I've got a small version, but it's still um, over almost uh, text wise. It's Seven, almost 700 pages. Right. So it's it's not a, a tiny book. No. <laughs> um, but it's actually not difficult. The pieces I've read are not terribly right. and, difficult. And you'll get people with different, uh, like in, in almost every book will have different opinions about how readable it is. Mm-hmm. There are definitely areas that, oh, that yeah. are more interesting than others. Yeah. Some areas get a little bit technical, but not too technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll talk about that too. So um, it's, it's a good, yeah, it's a summary of what the church teaches. So it's important because... If somebody wants to know what does the church teach um, in terms of a written document, uh, it, you had to go to a, a number of different sources. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so just a little bit of the history, just a touch, and we'll go deeper in a bit. This is the second, only the second universal catechism, so global catechism the church has ever published. The oh, first okay. one, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, so so only twice has the church written one summary of her of her teachings. Okay. Again, sort of a one stop shop. The first one came out after, um, as a result of, and after the Council of Trent in the 16th century. Okay. And Trent was a ecumenical council called in response to corruption in the church and the Protestant Reformation. Right. Right. So, in response specifically to sort of the doctrinal challenges that the um, that the Protestants raised. The, the council fathers, the bishops, the pope said, we need to have sort of an authoritative summary about what we believe as Catholics. So the catechism, the Council of Trent came out in the late 16th century. And that actually is the source for another text that most more people um, of, a, of a certain age and above, at least, are familiar with. And that is the Baltimore yeah, Catechism. So the Baltimore Catechism was written by... Uh, Commissioned by the bishops of the United States in the late nineteenth century. Guess what's guess what city hmm. it was it was <laughs> Give me a minute. Think about it. No, it's a trick question. No, it's not a trick question. Could it be Baltimore? Could it possibly be Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. So the Baltimore Catechism and it's the 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 children's adaptations that many Catholics grew up mm-hmm. with, like sort of probably um, Before our parents, II, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like late nineteenth century, first half of the twentieth century, up until the nineteen into the nineteen sixties, most Catholics, when they did their first communion prep and so on, why did God create you? Uh, what is the purpose of life, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, so, why did God create you to know Him, love Him, and serve Him this life, and be happy with Him forever in the next? I think like that's question number one in the number two Baltimore Catechism, wow. okay. which is for um, second graders preparing for first communion. Okay, so. The Baltimore Catechism was based on the Council of Trent from uh, the 16th century. This, then, is the second catechism ever published um, and the first since the 16th century. And this came out in French in 1992 and English in 1994 with an authoritative – the authoritative Latin edition coming out in 1997 and then some revisions. And there have been a couple tweaks since then. So getting a little bit in the weeds here. The point is, if you want to know what the church teaches, there's a book you can go to. Mm-hmm. Before you could ask whoever, the, the the thing with there is, well, who are you going to ask? And unfortunately, are they going to know what they're talking about? You <laughs> know, not. I mean, they might not. <laughs> right. So that you have now, that we have, um, it, that's online all over the place, mm-hmm. including the Vatican website for free. 
so you can you can actually read this this thick book for free yep. online if you wanted to, but you can also buy it in paperback or hardcover. So you can see what does the church teach. And this was, when it came out, I think there was a little bit of surprise. It was uh, pretty much a bestseller by church oh, standards. Like nice. a lot of people, not just... <clears throat> so it was written in a sense, primarily for bishops, because bishops are the okay. primary catechists right. of their diocese. So the, the the top catechist for the diocese of Sioux Falls is Bishop Donald DeGroot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it was written primarily for them, but not not in too technical of language, um, primarily for them, but then those who hand on the faith. But as, as it says early on, it's for anybody really of goodwill who wants to know why the church teaches what she teaches. Right. And there have been a lot of non-Catholics, relatively speaking, who have bought the catechism, especially for that reason. Hmm. All right. So, so that's a little bit on what the catechism uh, is. Um, and we can go to a little more detail. Um, we're kind of already touching on why anybody should care, but how would you, okay. So that's what the catechism is. Why should you care, Renee? Well, because if we don't know what the church teaches, we can't possibly follow what the church teaches. Right. That's why I would think you would care. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, as we, as I said, this allows us to look to a place. Right. You have um, a question. It's like, well. Do I Google that? I mean, right. I don't know. exactly. Right, <laughs> Am right, I going right, to get right. the right answer? <laughs> exactly. And of course, we can always trust. Uh, we, we can always ask our priests and bishops and right. so on. But but some questions, to be honest, I mean, people's experience, like priests th- don't know everything. They don't know everything, right? right. I mean, I I consult this all the time. I got a doctorate in theology. I consult the catechism <laughs> right. on a regular basis. Right. Um, somebody asked me a question. Uh, actually, via you recently, somebody oh, yeah. had a question about purgatory. Yep. I cited the catechism. <laughs> Like, so this is the other thing um, about why it's important, why should we should care. Um, I don't want to give my – when somebody wants to know about uh, – has a theological question, um, what Chris Bergwald thinks doesn't really matter. Right. What matters is what does the Catholic Church teach? Right. And Chris Bergwald is helpful only insofar as he – tells me what the Catholic Church teaches. Right. <laughs> uh, why are you laughing? Oh, once you're wrong once in a while. Or slightly <laughs> right. off, maybe. Just, maybe, maybe. <laughs> right. So so the value of any one of us is, who teach the faith is only insofar as we can tell what the church actually teaches. Right. Not what I think. What I think doesn't matter. Right. On that note, if you're just tuning into Ignition, <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while visiting with, with Renee Kranz today. We're talking about the Catechism of the Catholic Church, what it is, and why we should care. Okay, so um, kind of get into the more why we should care, and what um, we've touched on that, but what do you do with that then? So this is, as we've talked about more than once here um, so far, it, it's, a, it's a biggish book. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? I have not read the entire thing, no. I do use it quite a bit. Okay, so talk about how you found it helpful. Um, I use it a lot when I'm writing um, stories and stuff for the Bishop's Bulletin, especially because whatever the topic is, I almost always go to the catechism first to see what does the church teach about this this topic, this this thing from the Bible or whatever it might be. Right. Um, it isn't always in there, the, right. the thing I'm looking for, but usually I can find the church teaching on it, and then I can go from there in developing the story. But you can also use it, and I have used it, let's say someone in your life asks you a question about the church. Hey, why does the church, what does the church teach about this or whatever? And you, you're like, huh. 
I don't know. <laughs> Let me look. <laughs> right, right. And it's not that I'm carrying it with me, but frankly, you can, you can on your phone, you can actually go online and look at USCCB, like you said, the Vatican website, and you can actually, you can look that up right exactly. in there. And, and if you just Google topically, yep, it'll almost always give you the section right there. Right, right. So um, purgatory, what I did is, okay, where's that? I, I could have found it, but I wanted to, uh, on the computer, I wanted to copy and paste. Right. So I, I did an internet search for CCC, the abbreviation Catechism of Catholic Church, CCC Purgatory. Yeah. And the first couple of results were yeah. both to the paragraphs, sections of the catechism that talk about purgatory. Right. And there'll usually be more than one section that talks about something right. it'll, and it'll touch on different aspects of it is right. what I have found. Yep. Um, depending on, like when we did the one, the story on hope and things like that, the, we I looked a lot in the catechism for different aspects of that teaching in the church. Exactly. Yep. So, so if you've read the catechism, we're familiar with this already, but the basic structure of the catechism, there's, there's an introduction, there's a couple of documents by St. John Paul II talking about why the catechism was published, why it was written. Um, so it was done during his pontificate, correct? It came out during yeah. his pontificate, yeah. yep. yep. And, and, and just briefly, why was it written? Well, to give sort of a, a modern presentation of what we believe, not because the church's teachings have changed, right. but the way that we explain them changes based sure. on cultural and so on. So fewer thousand these. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> um, in that very literal sense. Um, and, and the questions that people are asking, I mean, the, the challenges, the issues that people are yeah. facing, the catechism, the council of Trent didn't say anything about um, euthanasia. I right. don't think. Or probably even abortion. Right. 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 Those things have been around, but not the issues mm-hmm. that they are today. Right. The Catechism of the Council of Trent did not touch on things like um, why can only men be priests? Right. Why can't women be ordained as priests? The The Catechism of the Catholic Church from the 1990s does right. touch on issues like that, that are that are of relevance or that people are discussing today. Sure. So that's why it was written. It was actually called for in 1985 when... The bishops from around the world, not all of them, uh, but when they gathered, a number of them gathered uh, in response to an invitation from St. John Paul II to discuss the Second Vatican Council, which actually is what we'll be talking about next week on the show. Um, but that was the 20th anniversary of the close of Vatican II. So John Paul II wanted bishops to talk with him about, okay, what do we need to do to, to continue to deepen um, our understanding of Vatican II. And one of the things was hey, we need a, we need a new catechism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that work was done over the next seven years and we got it in the early 1990s. So you've got this sort of introductory documents and an introduction sort of introduction to the catechism and then four primary parts okay. of the catechism of the Catholic church. Do you happen to know? No, no. Okay. Great. <laughs> Don't even, I know what you're going to ask yeah. me and no, I do not know. So the first is on the creed. Okay. So taking the, so like the Nicene Creed, it breaks down okay. what the church teaches. So almost everything in terms of the church's doctrine on, um, uh, so who is God? So if you think about go through the creed, I believe in one God, Father Almighty. It, it, going through all that, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, Church, unpacks all of that in the first part of the catechism. Okay. The second part of the catechism is on um, how uh, what, the liturgy and sacraments of the church. Oh, okay, sure. So creed... Liturgy and sacraments as as the means through which so what does God teach? How does He save us? Mm-hmm. And how do we receive that salvation? Um, the first couple parts. The third part is 
life in Christ. It's it's how do we live? It's like the spiritual kind of, uh, or is that morality? Later? That's the okay. fourth part. Okay. So so it's, most people think of the third part as as the the church's moral teachings. Okay. But I like the title is actually how do we live uh, in Christ? How do we live? So in response to what we've received from God, it, what He's revealed to us what is communicated to us, his grace through the sacraments and the liturgy. How do we live in response to that? And then finally, the fourth part of the catechism um, is on prayer, Christian prayer. Mm -hmm. So how we pray. So those are the four parts of the catechism. One thing that's interesting in the first two parts, that's sort of, those are the things that God has done for us, his Mm -hmm. teachings and how his salvation is communicated to us. They take up, they come first, they come first. So what we do is in response. Sure. So, so the catechism actually written in that way, and that's the, the that's been the structure of catechisms for a long time. Okay. It starts with what God does for us, and then it gets to how do we respond to what He has done. We did um, an episode on the the gospel message, the kerygma, uh, several weeks ago, and I talked about how the the kerygma is the 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 proclamation of what God has done for right. us. It's about the good news, mm-hmm. not the good advice, the right. how to. <laughs> So that structure where it begins with what God's initiative and and the primacy of his grace, and then our response to it. And the structure of our catechisms, including this one, follows that same I'd thing. I never noticed that. But that is, I think that's a really important <laughs> makes, thing yeah. to be aware of, right? Um, so sort of that uh, what he does and then how we respond. And then if you just sort of find... Um, where the the third part of the catechism begins, and I don't want to take too much time. Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. Um, and you take out all the the indices, the indexes oh, at the yeah. back. The first two parts are much bigger yeah. than the third and fourth yeah. parts. Which again, the emphasis of the church's teachings is on God, what He has revealed, His salvation for us, and how we receive that salvation, and then how we respond to it. Right. Even in that sort of just very tangible way, we can see where the focus is. Right. Okay. Um, questions on any of that? Anything in there strike you? No, I mean, that all makes sense to me. Like I said, I hadn't really noticed that before. Yeah. Um, probably because I haven't like sat down and just <clears throat> like tried to read it. I, I look at it in bits and pieces as I need things. Yep. So. so this gets into then the thing I want to spend the last few minutes talking about how to read it. Because when I first, when it first came out, the way that I um, used it was sort of more like an encyclopedia, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I looked up kind of what you That's talked about. That's what I do, yeah. I looked up in the back. Okay, I want to do a story on hope. So I'm going to... Yeah. What does it say about hope and so on? And it can be used that way. That's a, that's a good way to use it. Um, so for me, purgatory... Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the internet right. to tell me, um, <laughs> I might look up in the in- index purgatory and okay, so I can learn about what the church teaches and whatever topic. However, however, I would, inc- especially for people who, who are at a point where they're taking their faith more seriously, read it cover to cover. Okay. Um, and yes, it's a big book, but this is not a class and it's not being assigned to you. You have to read the catechism the next two weeks. <laughs> So you can do the test. There might be a test at the end, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Um, but I don't think the Lord uh, uh, is not going to ask you, so what did uh, Catechism uh, Paragraph 1807 say? <laughs> not going to be that kind of a test. But it, it does give us, it re- even though it's a big book, <clears throat> it's what the church officially teaches, and it really is the basics of the faith. 
There's just a lot of basics. Right. So I do have a question here. Yeah. So um, I also have to go along with my catechism, and I can't think of how you refer to it, but it's another book that kind of explains it in normal language. And I can't, I should really? have brought it in here with me. You should have. <laughs> um, it doesn't go into each part specifically, but it. Oh, it, the compendium? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, yes, and yes. And I, yes. I use that sometimes, but how, is that useful? I mean, yes. is that, okay. So the compendium is a shorter, much shorter summary of the catechism yeah. in question and answer format. Yes. Well, and I think the one <clears throat> I have might even be something like the essential, the essentials. In That's the not official. Okay. I'll have to look at it and see what so it says So exactly. there's something called the Compendium okay. of the Catholic Church, yeah. which is a summary of the Catechism. Okay. So that might be even a, a better place for the very beginner. To like start. if you're like, like the idea of reading a big book, really, like <laughs> seriously. Um, so you might start with the com, uh, the Compendium. Sure. Question and answer format, summary, and it's got the citations in the Catechism where to go. Right. But what the, I, I look at that as the appetizer. Okay. And when you're ready for the main course, once you've whetted your appetite and I'm ready to go. <laughs> It's Ash Wednesday. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, okay. Why am I using food metaphors today? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Listeners like that. Ash Wednesday was a while ago. Um, read the catechism. It's, it's the, the, what the church, it's, it's the church's modern presentation of what she has always believed, what, of what God has revealed to us. It's a synthesis of what God has revealed in scripture and tradition. So read it cover to cover Take your time so that, so this is, why should I grow in my understanding of what the church teaches, Renee? So you can go to heaven? Do I, do I need to know what the church teaches to go to heaven? Uh, I think, I I think that it would, it's enormously helpful. Enormously. Okay. What else? Is it absolutely necessary? Probably not technically. Okay. But (laughs) it's enormously helpful. And your your odds are going to go up. <laughs> they are going to go up. Anything else? No. no. So this is this is the introduction, the 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 conclu- the final paragraph. By the way, the catechism structure wise, um, the, the focus is not on pages because there's different editions. Right. The focus is on paragraphs. So if you look it up online, or if you grab uh, a copy off your shelf, if you happen to have one laying around, um, you'll see bold paragraphs. Paragraph, no, bold numbered. numbers at the beginning of each paragraph, and that that's how the catechism is cited. Kind of like so, how the Bible set up. We don't use pages in the correct. Bible; we use chapters Chapter and, verse. and verse. Great, great. So here, when you like, if there's a reference to Catechism of Catholic Church um, seventeen, that doesn't mean page seventeen; right. it means paragraph seventeen. Mm-hmm. This is paragraph twenty-five, which is the last paragraph in the prologue of the catechism, and it actually quotes the Catechism of the Council of Trent. To conclude this prologue, it is fitting to recall the past, this pastoral principle stated by the Roman Catechism from Trent. The whole concern of doctrine and its teaching must be directed to the love that never ends. Whether something is proposed for belief, for hope, or for action, the love of our Lord must always be made accessible so that anyone can see that all the works of perfect Christian virtue spring from love and have no other objective than to arrive at love. Mm-hmm. So the catech- so to understand what the church teaches allows us to love both God and neighbor more fully and more deeply. Sure. It's ab- it's all about as the, as it says there quoting again Trent the love that never ends. Mm-hmm. In 10 seconds, Renee, (laughs) any thoughts on the catechism? 
It seems like a perfect book for the bishop. But it is a perfect book for the bishop. <laughs> so folks, just would really encourage you to consider reading it. Maybe start the compendium, but dive into the church's teaching, which leads to the love that never ends. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you. <laughs>